Welcome to Open Source News Live. This is a last minute jumping on the live session, so there's no chat uh, room. Appreciate you being here. We did have a very interesting issue last time I did a live, so I'm making sure I have a backup recording. So if you hear me saying BCP Live, but you're watching this as a replay, you'll know why. Hope you're having a great week, folks. It's almost coming to the end. Well, not quite. We're on a Thursday, getting close to the weekend. And there's something we need to talk about. I want to talk about, in this episode, some of you are going to bow out as soon as I say it, and I understand that. But hear me out. We need to talk about Ron DeSantis. Now, let me set the record straight here. Though it costs me in views, though it costs me uh, being the target and being shadow banned, we here at Open Source News and BCP Media Studios, by the way, we are a family operation, so uh, that tells you the scope of our, uh, tells you how homogenous we are here at the uh, media company, consists of myself and my family. We are solidly on the Trump train. We've been on the Trump train since 2016, and that's where we're at. So that's where I'm coming from, folks, just so you're aware uh, I'm not pro-DeSantis for President 2024. We are pro-Trump for President 2024. But we need to talk about DeSantis because a lot is happening with DeSantis. And we need to talk about this. His stance, what's happening to him, who's supporting him, and what the Republican Party establishment is up to. I want to start off with this. Very, very interesting thing that happened. Ron DeSantis uh, had a press release in which he uh, entitled Governor Ron DeSantis hosts roundtable exposing the diversity, equity, and inclusion scam in higher education. Okay, that went out uh, two or three days ago. Now, if you've on this channel for a while or on my show for a while, you'll know that one of the more left-leaning news organizations that I actually like is Axios. And Axios reporter based out of Tampa, Ben Montgomery, responded to this press release by saying on Twitter, this is propaganda, not a press release. And he was summarily fired for that. A lefty activist reporter was actually fired by a more left-of-center news organization for calling the press release from Ron DeSantis and his office as propaganda, not a press release. It did not meet their uh, Axios' standards of professionalism. Bravo, Axios. But it's interesting to see that Ron DeSantis is off limits. Hmm. Let me cut to the chase, folks. To, let me cut to the chase of several chase scenes we're going to have in this discussion. First of all, Ron DeSantis is, bar none, the best Republican governor, the best governor in the nation right now and in a long time. I consider moving to Florida or Texas, we're moving to Texas because I've always wanted to be a Texan and because there's other advantages for myself and my family in Texas that Florida doesn't offer. 
And uh, but let's let me be transparent with you. What Ron DeSantis has done in Florida sure was giving uh, my eventual move to Texas a run for its money. If you knew around here, a few years ago, I relocated uh, our operations and uh, bought a home in Utah after living for several years, uh, most of my life, uh, honestly, in, in Southern California. Utah's a stopgap. I'm eventually going to be a Texan, but boy, was Florida wooing me. Not to say that other states aren't currently wooing me, like Wyoming, perhaps, because it's proximity to what I've set up in uh, Salt Lake City and also uh, Tennessee. Speaking of Texas, we have Chip Roy of Texas endorsing Ron DeSantis yesterday, even though uh, DeSantis isn't officially running yet. Republican Representative Chip Roy of Texas has officially endorsed Governor Ron DeSantis to be president. In a tweet, Roy wrote, Ron DeSantis for president of the United States. And then he didn't just say that. Uh, he said, this is what the tweet said yesterday. Ron DeSantis for president of the United States, hashtag never back down, hashtag DeSantis 2024. And then he attached a letter of endorsement. The next president of the United States must be a vibrant and energetic leader with the faith, vision, and courage to chart a new course. America needs a new leader who will truly defend her and empower the people against the destructive force of understanding government and corporate excess, uh, real in spending, and woke culture indoctrination. That leader is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Governor DeSantis is a man of conviction, yada, yada, yada. It's a one-page thing. What ends with, it's time for Ron DeSantis to be president of the United States. When Republicans choose our 2024 presidential nominee, whom I intend to support against Joe Biden or any other Democratic candidate, I believe it's time for a new generation of leadership. It's time for younger but proven leadership to offer America eight solid years of transformational change. Ooh, transformational change? That gives me Obama vibes. And ooh, does that give me the bad tingles? Okay, folks, what they are planning and what they're doing here. Let me remind you that Chip Roy is squarely a part of the Club for Growth group of establishment, Carl Rove. And I like, look, folks, I like a lot of stuff that Chip Roy has done. People are complicated. You can like 80% of what people do and disagree with 20%. And then you can really like what people do 80% of the time and really oppose them on 20% of things. That's just how, how we are. No, we're not cookie cutter. And that makes us human beings fascinating. So Chip Roy has said and done things in the past that I've supported and liked. I am not with him on this. Now, this is the, the, the key points he brings up here are what I want to discuss. There are two things I want to discuss that we need to talk about. One how everyone is going to be in on the DeSantis. I can't think of a, a witty DeSantis thing. The, the DeSantis donut over the Trump train. And when I mean like everybody, I mean everyone that's against Trump. You're going to see Democrats preferring him. You're going to see the press preferring him. And you're going to see uh, a lot of, you're going to see the full 
weight of the establishment Republicans backing DeSantis. And they're going to sway a lot of MAGA people with the argument that uh, Chip Roy said this, we need younger, more vibrant, energetic, and proven leaders. And yes, DeSantis is younger than Trump, proven as a governor of Florida, and very dynamic. And he has a lot of overlap with MAGA. Let's not lie about that. We're going to get into that in a second. So that's the first thing uh, we need to look out for. That's the first of two things is everyone is going to be on the DeSantis propaganda train. And it's going to be all out against Trump. Now, if they set him up to win the primary of the Republican Party, trust me, the Republican Party wants to do for Ron DeSantis what the Democrats did for Joseph Robinette Jr. And that they also did for Hillary Clinton in 2016. The, the establishment rhinos, they want DeSantis in the general election of 2024. And then who actually becomes president in 2025? Well, that will remain to be seen if they will continue to back DeSantis. So everyone will be on the DeSantis train from the very beginning. And then once he goes to the general election, whoever the Democrats put up, well, you know, it's going to be a lot of flipping 100% by the uh, the, the leftists and the uh, the Marxists. The second thing we must be aware of, which I want to get into it, is how much DeSantis sounds like Trump on key issues. Let's start off with this. This is Tucker Carlson going over the questionnaire that he sent to well, I'll let him explain it. I'll let you listen to it. We covered part of this uh, the other day, but we need to get into the DeSantis portion of this. Uh, Last week, we sent a questionnaire to every Republican presidential candidate announced and potential asking about Ukraine. We posed six questions. Is opposing Russia and Ukraine a vital strategic interest for America? What's our objective in Ukraine and how are we going to know when we've achieved it? What is the limit of money and weapons you'd be willing to send to Zelensky? Have U.S. sanctions been effective? And does the United States face the risk of nuclear war with Russia? It's kind of presumptuous for a cable show to send these, but no one else in the media seemed to be asking them. So very clearly, Tucker Carlson wants to know where these candidates or potential candidates stand on Ukraine. Spending, supporting regime change, all of those things. The first presidential primaries are 10 months away. Voters should know where their candidates stand on the big issues. And this, in some ways, is the biggest issue. Very important point. Very important point from Tucker Carlson. We're less than a year away. And the months fly by. I I suspect that we're going to see a lot of the other people who are going to uh, be contenders against President Trump jumping in here very soon. So let's get into Ron DeSantis and his... We got to give credit where credit is due. Absolute excellent answer to these questions. What's interesting, though, is that Trump's former vice president, Mike Pence, who's also running for president this year, opposes his old boss on nearly every point. I'll get to that. I want to jump to DeSantis. 
DeSantis is adamantly opposed to the position that most Republicans in Washington have taken on Ukraine. DeSantis is not a neocon. Ron DeSantis is not a neocon. Now, first of all, I like DeSantis and I have no reason to think he's disingenuous, okay? But he is a politician and he wasn't exact. I'm not saying he wasn't stellar, but he wasn't stand out to me when he was in Washington before President Trump endorsed him to be governor. So I don't know if, like a lot of establishment politicians, they say one thing, but once they get to Washington and in D.C., they change their tune. That's something that we do not know about DeSantis. We can go on his record, and he's been excellent for Florida, and I totally back him for 2028 so far. But how is he going to be when he's actually in Washington? When it comes to Trump, we know exactly what President Trump's strengths and, and foibles are. We know his strength is... He's a man of his word and he works for the American people and he's not part of the establishment. We know his faults are that he surrounds himself with and has too many rhinos and non-MAGA people in his circle who are literally backstabbing him and uh, doing everything they can to sabotage him. But Ron DeSantis' answer is excellent and it's very close to what we Many of us MAGA people are. Now, I, I realize that within our MAGA sphere, we are not homogenous either. But I think a lot of us agree on this one. The, the, the first name of the show was Black Conservative Hippie because I am not a neocon. Obviously, we, ch- we changed it to Black Conservative Patriot. Sounds better. And hippie has negative connotations. But I originally had that name for this channel because I am not a neocon. Nor is President Trump. Nor is DeSantis. Who knew? Quote, while the U.S. has many vital national interests, DeSantis writes, securing our borders, addressing the crisis of readiness within our military, achieving energy security and independence, and checking the economic, cultural, and military power of the Chinese Communist Party, becoming further entangled in a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia is not one of them. Without question. Now, very interesting how this was phrased by DeSantis. I have a feeling that, uh, let's see, let's see if uh, YouTube is picking up the audio, the audio source, even though it's coming from directly in front. But look, this is very, very key. He called it a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia, and that is not one of the best interests of America. While the U.S. has many vital national interests, Becoming further entangled in a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia is not one of them. Oh, guess who had a meltdown? Somewhat of a meltdown. That might be a little bit hyperbole. Over this, last night, on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. No nothing, lightweight, low IQ, uh, dubiously, who used dubious tactics to get to where she is. And that's the current VP. How do you make of um, someone like Governor DeSantis, 
who, while there is a strain of isolationism all throughout American history, yeah. is saying that this is not in America's strategic interest yeah. to side with the Ukrainians and offer them the material aid they need to defend themselves against an invading power. Okay, so then um, I'm not showing uh, this video, obviously, because the way I'm doing this live stream and also because um, anytime you show Miss, anytime I show Miss Harris, YouTube has a problem with it. And also Stephen Colbert and CBS are very, very weird. You, you can't show more than like eight second clips or they'll hit you with copyright violations. Asking Kamala Harris's thoughts on Ron DeSantis calling the war in Ukraine a territorial dispute. Here is what the lightweight, know nothing. Um, we know how she got where she's at politician had to say about this. Now, she's making faces. She'll, you'll, you just picture her, if you haven't seen the clip, making faces like this, literally wagging her, her finger at Ron DeSantis. And you can just imagine her body language and all the condescension, her, her condescending attitude toward Governor DeSantis. So as vice president, I have now met with over 100 world leaders. I've met with over 100 world leaders. And tell me if this next thing... Tell me if this next thing she says doesn't sound canned and scripted. Presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, and kings. Presidents, prime ministers, chancellors, and kings. And when you have had the experience of meeting and, and understanding the significance, again, of international rules and norms and the importance of the United States of America. Is it... This is where she's wagging her finger. Standing firm and clear about the significance of sovereignty and territorial integrity. Says the border czar who won't even go to our damn border. But she wants to lecture Ron DeSantis on sovereignty and territory? Isn't that rich? The significance of standing firm against any nation that would try to take by force another nation. If you really understand the issues, you probably would not make statements like that. If you really understood the issues, you probably wouldn't make statements like that. In other words, Vice President Harris, who along with Mayorkas and Joe Biden are not just derelict of duty but treasonous in their non-protection and sovereignty and territory of the United States on the southern and northern borders by the way wants to lecture Ron DeSantis on understanding and if he understood the issues he would not take that position and of course the CBS Stephen Colbert crowd love this malarkey let's continue with what Ron DeSantis has to say and his answer to Tucker Carlson. Without question, he writes, peace should be the objective. The U.S. should not provide assistance that could require the deployment of American troops or enable Ukraine to engage in offensive operations beyond its borders. Let me remind you, folks, unlike Kamala Harris, Ron DeSantis is a veteran and has military experience. I, I'll, I'll tell you, folks, if I were to craft my 
perfect presidential candidate. It would be someone who, like President Trump, is a multi-billionaire. I said this back when Romney was running in 2012. I was like, Romney is a soft, he's a rhino. And what I was saying on social media back then was like, man, if we could have someone that was as rich or richer than, because I don't think, Romney's not a billionaire. I don't think he's a, like worth 400 or 500 or 600 or 800 million. But I don't think he's a billionaire. But I said, if we could have someone who is worth billions and not at all, at all in any way, shape or form beholden to the establishment anywhere, the business establishment, the Hollywood establishment, the Republican establishment, and was for the people and had military experience, that would be the ideal candidate. And that's what I was saying about 10, 11, 12 years ago when I was very fed up with Obama. So when DeSantis gets his turn in 2028, if he does things correctly, as far as we MAGA folks are concerned, well, he won't be the billionaire, but he'll be a proven governor and also will be the military man who actually values the life, the lives of our men and women in uniform. They're not, they're not just play toys for the other Republican warmongering rhinos who are beholden to the military industrial complex. F-16s and long-range missiles should therefore be off the table. These moves would risk explicitly drawing the United States into the conflict and drawing us closer to a hot war between the world's two largest nuclear powers. That risk is unacceptable. The risk, the risk of nuclear war is unacceptable. No troops and no giving equipment that would take the offensive beyond the Ukrainian borders. Sounds sound to me. DeSantis goes on to oppose the policy of regime change in Moscow, which is very popular in Washington. And he points out that the Biden administration has created an alliance between Russia and China, and that's a disaster for the United States. Quote, we cannot prioritize intervention in an escalating foreign war over the defense of our own homeland. You hear that, Kamala Harris? Defense of our own homeland. Southern border as part of the defense. But not only that, as I've reported here, we're depleting our own stockpile of munitions, of ammunition and military hardware that we're sending over to Ukraine. Of course, this is all by design. The wokeism in our military, letting military-aged men invade our southern border and everything that we're seeing is all by design and all part of the plan to undermine America. especially as tens of thousands of Americans are dying every year from narcotics smuggled across our open border and our weapons arsenals, critically for our own security, are rapidly being depleted. So that's DeSantis's position. All right, folks, what do you think about DeSantis's position? Do you see the, the urgency of talking about this? Every you're, Not everyone. MAGA stalwarts will be MAGA stalwarts. You're going to have your... In Washington, you're going to have your Matt Gates, you're going to have your uh, Marjorie Taylor Greens, Lauren Boberts, um, maybe some new people like Anna Paulina. Actually, I don't know. Maybe she might be 
uh, on the DeSantis uh, team. I don't know. But you're going to have a lot of the stalwart people continuing Andy Biggs probably being for President Trump. But they're going to be drowned out by money and power of the Mitch McConnells and everyone else that's going to go in for DeSantis. And then when you get down to granular looking at policy, there's not much differentiating in some key things like Ukraine and the border and China between President Trump and DeSantis. And a lot of people are going to be swayed. You know what? DeSantis sounds like Trump, but he's not Trump. Maybe I should switch teams. Be prepared for it. Now, here's extra credit. That's my conversation about Ron DeSantis. I want you to put your comments down below. But I want to do a little extra credit here because Christy Nome is a, another person that is maybe expected to run for president or perhaps be a vice presidential pick for President Trump. And I like her way of thinking and I think she would be an excellent pick. Yes, she's a woman, but she's a proven governor. She's an executive, a proven governor, yes, of a smaller state. People are saying, well, maybe Ron DeSantis should be his running mate. I don't think so. I think that there would be a little bit of this. And also Ron DeSantis still has some work to do in Florida. And also they're both from the same state. So President Trump would have to move, become, I mean, you're not going to expect Ron DeSantis to switch states. He's the governor of Florida. So it would take President Trump making Bedminster probably wouldn't, you know, going back to New Jersey. It wouldn't go back to New York. It's too dangerous for him there. Or maybe making Nevada since he's got Trump over Nevada, his residence. So they won't be on the same, they won't be on the same, uh, from the same state on the same ticket. Christy Noem, excellent, excellent, excellent. Listen to this. Clarified. Governor Christy Noem of South Dakota echoed some of these points. The primary external threat to the United States is communist China, she writes. And then she added another point that you rarely hear and not often enough. Quote, this, this is really good, folks. The United States has come to rely far too heavily on financial sanctions as a weapon of deterrence. Now the nations that hate America are consciously moving away from the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. Yes. Yes. Something that's been very dangerous. Yes, we know the U.S. currency is fiat currency. We know all that. We should be on the gold standard. The Fed is a, a, a sham. Yes, I. it's been several years, but I've done several episodes back in the past about the Fed, fiat currency, and what have you. That being said, it is part of our power, prestige, and prosperity in the world without having to engage in war is the power of the almighty dollar. And all of these sanctions and everything um, just pull people away, nations away from the dollar. And don't be fooled. There's been lots of benefits to Russia from this and it's drawing China and Russia closer together. China, not Russia, is our real adversary. And that is why it's dangerous. All of the shilling for China, not just coming out of Joe Biden's office, but also from many Republicans in D.C. Sanctions against China, Iran, and Russia have bolstered the Russian ruble and enabled China to establish trade in Chinese money rather than in U.S. dollars. All right, folks, we need to talk about this. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. DeSantis, 2024. DeSantis, 2028. DeSantis, never. Are you solidly on the Trump train? Do you like Christy Noem as a pick? 
What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Don't forget to check out our sister channel, The BCP Report, as well as my other show, BCP Unfiltered. You can go over to bcpextras.com uh, right now and, and freely watch episode seven of season three of my show, BCP Unfiltered. And if you like what you see there, consider supporting us. That video is, 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 is free for you to watch, but it's not free for us to host. We have to pay the hosting for that video. So if you like what we're doing there, consider supporting us. The future, unfortunately, of conservative punditry and reporting and analysis is on other networks and other platforms that completely support free speech. You can also watch our show over at therealbcp.com or watch it on Spotify or listen to it on Spotify or listen to it on all popular streaming platforms. Like, share, subscribe. We'll be back later. Until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless.